Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for July 26th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Colorado College Assistant Coach Peter Menino. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% or when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates. Whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next day at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Tuesday night, which means it is time for College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from a very cloudy and uh, overcast Kansas City, Missouri, as I make my way towards uh, Plymouth, Michigan, and the USA Hockey Arena for the NJEC uh, training camp, evaluation camp. Um, best collection of college of future college hockey players and current college hockey players anytime in the United States in my book. Paul Hornstein joining me as always from beautiful Long Island, New York, where he's probably about 10 feet below sea level, having the servants do some stuff around the place. It's palatial, folks. It's big. It's large. Um, and, and he's got to move the people around slowly so they don't get injured. Paul, how are you tonight? The only thing big and large about what you just said is the fallacy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, that is the okay. only thing close okay. to being large in that. I mean, holy jeez. Um, that's that we call that in the psychology business. We call that projection, folks, because he wants you to think that that's what's going on here when that's really what's going on there. So, uh, okay. Well, anyway, let me let me do a couple of things. First and foremost, uh, I'm lucky to be awake because I've been up since like four o'clock Mountain Time. <laughs> making this trek and i'm surprised that we even have you engaged at all with the battle of new york going on on the baseball diamond it's on the tv it's there (laughs) how are your yankees doing anyway who what (laughs) i just had to get that out there oh man Uh, well it started out like this was going to be a slow pitch softball game It was right. four to two after the first inning. It's I have it kind of settled too, down. It's five to three. Uh, in the hotel. So, um, yeah. and thanks to Harris for cooling my room off today. When I came in and checked in, it was fifty nine degrees wah, in my wah, room. Wah, uh, wah, 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 wah. All I've, I've been, been hearing for the last six here. weeks from you is no AC. No, it's too hot. No AC. It's too hot. And now well, you're complaining because you have the AC. I'm a little bit depressed because I haven't gotten down to Colorado and uh, Colorado Springs anyway and gotten into that closet that our guest tonight I know frequents quite often. And he's probably way ahead of me on uh, NCHC gear. But um, anyway, we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, tonight, we've got to the... We've got the assistant coach from Colorado College, uh, Peter Menino, joining us in just a minute. 
And when he does join us, well, first thing we're going to find out is, is he the only person at Colorado College right now? Holy because... smokes, it seems that way. <laughs> Everybody left him high and dry, so we'll ask him that when he comes on here in just a minute. Um, but anyway, he's oh. got broad shoulders. He can, he can handle it. Uh, and anyway, as I mentioned, I'm on my way to Detroit. I will be there tomorrow afternoon, and uh, we'll take in some, as we've been talking about for about three weeks now, what I see as the best collection of junior hockey players ever uh... United States. All right, let's America. let's calm down. No, let's not. Let's, let's, let's no, let's up. calm let's down because now, let, let, let's calm down because I don't have the list in front of me. If you want to say <laughs> within your memory, that's fine. That's but let's calm years. down. No, it's no, it's not. Okay, I'm younger than that. Well, no, it, but let's face it, it, it's only been maybe. Five or six years that we've been paying that close attention I, to this. I thought you were going to say I was younger than that. Anyway, let's let's not mess around because we've got Peter Menino on the line. Let's bring him on and let's start uh, talking some Colorado College hockey. Um, Peter, you got Scott and Paul with you tonight. First of all, how are you? And are you truly the only person in Colorado College right now? Scott and Paul, I'm good. Um, that is accurate. I am flying solo. Um, uh, no complaints. It's all good. You know, I got the, I got the steering wheel while, while is away and it's all good. It's all good. Okay. Uh, listen, so I've got about this is, three this things is, before This Paul is like being home. This is like Paul? being home alone. You don't have to worry Paul. about who's knocking on your door. You can, you can walk around in your room. You don't have to worry about walking around the house. As comfortable as you want. You don't have to worry about anybody walking in on you. Let's face it. That's what this is like. I, I guess so. I, I, I wish I could uh, walk around in my underwear in the office there, but I don't think we're allowed to do that. Um, well, I, I didn't want to get yeah. that crazy, but I mean, you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let, let me get into this. I got three things that I got to get going with Peter before we start getting serious here. First and foremost, yeah. I thought you and Mark Stewart were a package deal. So how in the world does he get to go and you don't? Well, it's funny because I've had some movement in my career, and I'm sure a lot of people thought it'd be me making a move, but it was Stu this time. Um, yeah, it's it's bittersweet, right? You know, it's an opportunity. It's a call to the NHL for uh, Stu Cat, and we're all excited, but we're going to miss him. I mean, he's a huge figure, obviously, for the history of CC hockey, and then obviously was a part of this kind of uh, – reset with our with our staff coming in and you know he'll always be a part of that we put a put a lot of new players on the list had a a big impact on the foundation in this this past year and it, you know it's cool that he had an opportunity to be a big piece of that because we feel really excited about the future okay so so number two is um i told michael to put a lock on that door over at the nchc offices because uh, <clears throat> i understand you've been in there quite frequently and i haven't <laughs> so the story <laughs> yep no the story is i i love swag i will take like we just ricky green's uh, a big member of the cc uh, uh he's like a big contractor and a big hockey fan of of, of uh, uh colorado springs hockey just a big impact anyway ricky had a big golf outing yesterday and i was taking every freebie you could possibly see you could see i had like seven pens in my bag uh cooling towels i mean you name it but anyway the nchc offices uh it's a cool place it's by the broadmoor uh when i came here when we were with miami it goes it dates back to my miami trip uh we got in there late night i won't go into details it was a late night uh <laughs> Bristol, Bristol Brewery is a great place, you know, and so we went over there and Michael was really great. He opened the doors. I mean, three winter jackets and a garbage bag later, like it was, it was, it was Christmas come early. So nice. yeah, we, I, I got Stu Cat to go over there this year. He felt uncomfortable. He didn't know what to do. He's like, I'll take a shirt. I'm like, Stu, we're taking four shirts, you know? And so we had a little fun this year. It was after the hall of fame, Colorado Springs hall of fame dinner with Scotty Owens and uh, Marty Sertich. Um, and now Heather Weems is a former, uh, she was, she was my guidance counselor when I went to school. We'll leave it at that. Oh, leave bro. names out. Yeah, no, no, we, we go. And, and so she was my wife's as well. So we're really close. She'll be here in August. 
and I'm going to try and get her to Bristol and then I'll drive her over to the NCHC offices and see if she opens it up for me and see if I can go three, three feet. That's the story well, guys. Listen, listen, we, listen, coach, the, the fact of the matter is that locks on there to keep Scott out. Not you. Don't worry about that. I'll hook you up, Scott. Uh, even though you got the broad shoulder comment in early in the broadcast, I'll hook you up. So don't, don't, right, don't got, encourage I got, him. Oh, I geez. got one more for you. Um, the reason I needed to have you on tonight was because I'm about uh, 10 and a half hours, uh, my GPS tells me, from Plymouth, Michigan. Uh, okay. My second trip over there in about a year and a half. I was there for the uh, All-Star Game in 2021 when it was COVID-restricted. Everybody was masked up. We all looked like doctors. Uh, none of us were smart enough to be doctors, but we looked that way. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to get there, and I'm going to see two Tigers, one current tiger in hunter mccown and one future tiger uh very future in um mr umberco so uh what am i gonna see from these two and how proud are you guys to know that you have two and what i'm calling peter the, the best assembly of junior hockey players i've ever seen in the united states super i mean anytime you get the call i guess we can say three tigers uh, male, males yeah. three, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Let's go yeah, three. We'll, we'll Let, let's give it three. We'll yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll maybe we'll maybe count the head coach. He might be important, but uh, <laughs> and, and it should have been Noah Laba. I'll just throw it out there. Hey, it should have been four, but that's okay. It, yeah, it, they, they messed up. They messed up, but that's okay. But uh, very excited for those guys. Obviously, both have worn the jersey uh, for the NTDP for for their two years there so they're familiar they're familiar with the facilities they've earned that right and then obviously over their last you know uh year of play they've got that call and i mean you're right this is the this is the best junior hockey you'll see it's assembled where you get the best players throughout the year from every country they go there and it, it's incredible hockey i mean majority of those top end guys are in the nhl right after it um, it's special. It's weird. It's not during Christmas. Like it's going to be a funky tournament to say the least, but, uh, we're thrilled for those guys. Caden's Caden and Hunter. Great, uh, hardworking students of the game. They want to learn more. They're, I mean, they're at the rink. They're doing extra. They're first to workouts. Uh, McCowan beats our, our strength coach there. He gets mad about that. Um, Bar and Barico's <laughs> who's, you know, training over the summer was, they're late at night sweating on a bike and somebody saw them later. And I mean, that's the, the stuff that changes. Uh, that's what we're changing. You know, you got these, this pro mindset before they're even at that level. So super excited for those guys. And, and I hope they have a great camp Mayo, I hope, you know, maybe trips a couple times, you know, <laughs> loosens the mood, but those two guys, hopefully they zone in and have a great one. Uh, coach, uh... Uh, first of all, I, I, I want to uh, – I have to disagree with you here slightly. Okay. Uh -oh. okay. Not funky at all. We need this every year in August. Yes. I don't need this during Christmas time. There's plenty of hockey on during Christmas. I need this in August yeah. every year. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I was saying funky because of what the norm was. But we should change this. I agree with you. I agree. Okay. Because first yeah. of all, uh, I've gotten spoiled the last few years, regardless of the reason why I'm having all this hockey in August, and we need more. Yep. And second of all, um, this is going to get sole focus. Yep. Yep. You know, I no, agree. no. And and you know, all the hockey media from around the world is always at this thing anyway, but it always gets split up because they still have to stay and cover the whatever NHL and all that other. Uh, beats that they have to cover. Now everybody's going to be there, right. and you are going to get maximum exposure. Yep. So uh, no, that's. I agree. I agree. So, with you. um, I just wanted to point that out, and uh, I, I'm sure you guys have discussed it a little bit before before coach left, but um, them pitting the the two quote unquote teams against each other, what is that going to do? especially for guys that really haven't played anything competitive since, uh, since, since March um, and knowing what's on the line. Cause this is not your normal, this is not your normal training camp, so to speak. Right. Um, 
you have guys that are going to only be eligible to play in August going up against guys that are that could be on both teams. So you got guys that have limited amount of spots. What does that do to the mindset of a player in that situation? He just raises the bar, right? Because this is this is a dream. Um, like you said, you got some younger, super high strammel. There, there's some super high and younger guys there that are on that fringe that could do both, or the guys that have the staff, the second tournament staff, sitting there watching. So everything's on the line. I, I think every shift, every every chance they have to make an impact of the game is going to be times 10 for each one of these guys, you know, every save, every shot, um, just every little detail and decision that you can make to, to be on the team. If it's this one or the next one, I mean, they're all fighting for those positions or to be on both, like you said. So it makes it super special. It's kind of like, it's almost kind of like the NTDP camp again, but later on in their careers, you know, they, they, they're going at it again to get on another team. And some of them played for the NTP, like Hunter and Barracle. Some of them haven't, and they're in there um, battling to prove themselves and wear the jersey for the first time. So it's pretty, it's really unique. It's really cool. Um, it's it's going to be a special camp to watch without question. Peter, let me ask you this, because I, I brought this up on our show the other night. Um, I think it's really, really not only cool, but um, – educational, I guess is the word I'll use, to have two sets of coaches, one for the 22 team, one for the 23 team, helping to evaluate because more eyeballs, more great eyeballs uh, can't hurt, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you you know, you just, different perspective. Anytime you have hockey minds in one room, um, it's it's great. You know, you, just, you can just see a, a different view from one person or different just something they caught that maybe majority of the group didn't. And you have that when you're, when I was in the USHL and you're going through those drafts, you know, you have your, your scouts, just like the NHL draft. You, you have these different minds that are sitting in that room and, you know, uh, one person to a small group have to have the consensus decision to make those final decisions. But to have all that input, it's the best part about being in kind of those head roles is to take all this information, perspective, and opinions, and then make a decision. So you're going to have a lot of that in the room and it's going to be, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a nice heated, <laughs> heated at times, you know, between those guys. Uh, let's not kid around. I mean, that that's why you do it. I mean, that's that's what I love about coaching those those tough, hard decisions. If it's the last guy in the lineup, the power put, whatever it is, who's who's going to be the difference maker? And, and you look back on it after the tournament and those guys are going to be like, well, it's a good thing you fought for him or whatever it may have been. And, and the way they navigate every decision is going to count because that one player is going to make the difference to get to the, the medal games, to win the medal. Um, it, it's going to be really cool. And they're going to have a lot of different personalities and opinions in those rooms making those decisions. So it's going to be fun. Now, if you're sitting there and, and, and we hear this all the time from coaches, and obviously we can sit here and we've done that, uh, looked at some of the players that are on the, the, the evaluation camp roster. And we have a pretty good idea of a few of them that are, are going to be our, our locks for a team. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not unusual either. Okay. Um, if you, ha- and we always hear about the value of experience. Mm-hmm. There are some players that have been on teams in the last 18 months but didn't get to play a lot. How much does that make if you're in the situation, but not necessarily on the ice that much? Uh, well, first and foremost, a big shout out to Greg Powers. He works way harder than Mike's fields. Um, <laughs> but we'll shift back over to your question. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any room for excuses. Um, you you got you to gotta be ready. You know what I mean? You, you got to be ready. Um, being on the ice, being not on the ice, uh, you know, these guys got to show, like I said before, they got to show they, they're, they're there to make a difference. And um, whatever they needed to do to prepare to get on that ice and showcase that, 
is huge experience it, it is massive i mean when you wear that jersey and you go internationally and you play against canada i mean there's something to say about that you know i've done that i've, I've kind of gone through that hey to be in a metal game you know a lot of ntdp kids are in the in these games right. and um that speaks volumes it really does and um one thing i've always liked about this and i, I mean i've recruited a bunch of these players and coached a handful a the one thing i would look for is is gamers the ones that can be you know that game changing moment they accept pressure they accept all the highlighted focus on a tournament like this and um those are the guys i believe you should have when you go because it's all on the line it's a small time frame you got to gel together they got to lay it on the line and they got to be a, a team first mindset all the way through. You know what I mean? And it's like you're laying it all out there. So, you know what? There's no excuses. They they should be trained. They should be ready. Um, they get out there, and this talent around them, every every one of them is going to push each other. You know, and it's going to be like we keep saying, it's going to be outstanding. But um, you know that maybe that's some stuff they take in as a coaching staff. Oh so-and-so hasn't been on the ice for a month maybe they know that stuff and like you said a couple of them are locks if if they looked rusty like if cooley's looking rusty at camp he's gonna be okay you know he's gonna be okay but you know you're talking bottom six guys in the last couple d and the goaltending is a it's gonna be they're gonna have to figure it out no Camasso. there's some fun decisions especially for coach may out there no pressure, Mayo. No. Pick the right, yeah. Pick that right goalie, buddy. Well, <laughs> so. see, and, and and now here, and you brought it up, and and, and I agree with you. Um, as as I as I often do, I I I quote the movie Miracle, um, yeah. as much as I possibly can. Okay, um, and when there's the scene where Herb, where where, um. Herb Brooks is saying to the guys on USA Hockey, uh, this is the roster. I know these players. I've coached them. I've talked to their coaches. I've played against them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how hard is it? And, and, and I'm and I am a big-time believer like you are in gamers. You know, we joke around and, and, and say a guy that loses a tooth is a hockey player when he gets right back onto the ice. Yeah. Or – and guys who are gamers have a tendency to get overlooked sometimes. Yep. How easy or how hard is it as a coach, or maybe what do you look for specifically to know if that guy is a gamer? I mean, you, you got to be consistent with it when you're recruiting, you're consistent watching all of them, right? And, and you got to watch multiple games you create and i always use this term with mayo and our staff is body of work and you got to see consistency and you know we can use the word gamer playoff warrior um team first you know just just a team player um no fear you know th all those things play i mean you go to the championship teams and there's a ton of them on it and when we recruit that's what we're looking for is guys that are saying we're coming to cc and we're winning. We're going to win a championship. There's no hesitation. They're not thinking, well, we're going to win if or but. No, it's we're, we're going to win. We trust what's happening around us, and I'm going to focus solely on what I need to do to make this team successful. I'm not going to worry about doing too much or stepping outside of what my role is, and I will accept it because I want to win. You know, and, and I took a lot of pride in that. Like, I was... Who oh, I was a messy, raw goalie, but I just, I wanted to win more than anything. It was the best feeling in the world. So you take that and you channel it, and that's what you want. You want winners. It's, it's cliche, but what is a winner? It's a guy that's heart and soul, leaves it on the ice like it's his last time. You know, all those things you hear, but you watch them. You watch them in practice. You watch them in games. You watch them in important games. You watch them when they think you're not watching. And that's the stuff that you can really start to see when it comes to a consistent basis. It's not an on and off switch, you know, and there's, there's guys we work with where we, we build that up. We like Hunter McCown, great year. He's mostly consistent this year, but I know Hunter when he was 15 years old, we work on being powerful every single night. Don't take a night off. 
because if you want to get the invite to World Juniors, that's the way it goes. And you know, and, and guys grow into that. Guys are born with that. And you just find that killer instinct in a lot of guys. And when you talk to them and you shake their hand and you meet their parents, you can kind of see where it comes from. It always goes back to the parents. It goes back to their approach, how they handle themselves. You ask a teammate, they love them. All that stuff I said just kind of creates that that gamer per se, you know. And there's, like I said, guys I know on that roster have recruited, guys I've coached against. They got some gamers there. <laughs> they got some really talented gamers. So um, it'll it'll be kind of cool to see who emerges from this big list of of, uh, of talented players. And and to that end, a lot of times, at least on an individual team the gamers are not necessarily the stars when you have a roster like this how hard is it to quote pick out the gamers for when you have this kind of talent assembled because sometimes the talent can mask that can't it it can um you know that those are the for these high level thing, these high level events, it can be hard, like you're saying, but for the most part, your t most talented players that are there, and you know, the high draft picks, um, coolies there, um, guys like that, that went in the draft, they're gamers. I mean, we kind of know that already Bordalo, like the, these guys are special players. Um, there's several national champions on that team, right? Um, you you start to know who's won. There's guys that have won championships in there uh, with the steel, who, whatever it may be, Denver. Right. You know you know who's won. You know who's been a part of it. So you have a little bit of history when you're picking those guys to go there, right? You're, you're picking winners. Like we do the same thing. Guys that have come with us have won at some point in their their careers. If it's a national championship when they're in U16s, whatever that may be. Um, they they're magnets to us because we want you want that winning mindset winning mindset as a team player as a gamer like that's those are the guys that are a part of it so um with that being said those top players most of them when they get to this camp they've already accomplished and and, and define that but sometimes to to the one thing i would say is like if it's a power play top line guy and he's that skilled and he's a little bit of more on that skill side of it. You have to you have to insulate him with what can make him better, and you yin and yang him on a line, you know. So you put a bit of a powerful guy with him, and that can create a really nice uh, collaboration. You know what I mean? You have a guy that does things the right way. Um, you look at Tampa Bay when they won championships. The Sorellis, their bottom six players won them won them those games. Of course, you need Kucherov. You know, of course you need Stamkos to get that one-timer, but you're not winning without those key players. Goudreau's, the guys that have moved on and made big cash. you got to form a team, and that's all up to those guys in that room to pick the best guys that can kill penalties just as much as score goals on the power play, guys that are going to block shots, and the guys that are going to make game-changing five-on-five plays to score and change the game, you know. So it's on them. Um, it's not really disguised here. Um, they'll know, you know, Carter Mazur should have a hell of a shot going in there and being just a hard nose honest player because he's won a championship. He's proven that. And, um, he's different than potentially those other guys that are on the power play. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. That's just one example, my opinion, but, um, hopefully that makes sense. And I got to say something. Have you guys been to the Olympic museum, downtown Colorado Springs? No, it's on I my list not. though. I've heard nothing okay. but good things. <laughs> I won't go. I won't go long into it. You brought up the you miracle. You you brought up miracle, and they do. have they have the scoreboard from the game in this like conference room. It's it's I super cool. Yeah, yeah. It blew me away. Like Jim Craig's got a bunch of stuff, his masks in there. I'm like, that's kind of cool. But that is the scoreboard that had the score on it. So I just you said miracle. I thought about it. <laughs> You got to go check it out. So, uh, well, one of these days when I get back to the West Coast, Coach, um, that'll definitely be a stop. Um, 
they don't let me leave my basement here on Long Island. So um, <laughs> nothing wrong with Long Island. Nothing wrong. With no, Long no, no, no. I, I I absolutely it, not. Yeah. Yep. So Peter, I've got some more questions for you. If Paul can ever yep. uh, be quiet for thirty seconds. <laughs> nope. All good. Okay. Here's my first one. Uh, Coach Mayant was on about a month ago, and uh, he just raves about Caden. He thinks he's a special goaltender. You're pretty good goaltender eye too. Um, what what makes Caden special, and why do you guys think he is going to be? Coach called him a number one. He said there's not many guys that you can look at and go, he's a number one, but he is a number one. Uh, do you feel that same way? And and if you do, why do you feel that way? Um, yeah, I know you when you meet him and you talk to him. I, look, I I kind of already described that like when we recruit, right? I've met his parents. Right. Yep. Um, you know, you go through the process with Caden. I mean, you ask his teammates, we've asked former coaches. I mean, I had dinner, you know, I had time with him through the recruiting process prior, during, after, and it's consistent. I mean, he looks in the eyes and you know, he just, he just wants it. He just wants everything to do with it. He wants more. He's not satisfied. You know, he wants more workouts. He wants to get more, more on the ice, he wants more video. He's the ultimate student of the game. And when you watch him in practice and then you watch him in the games, like if I watched him game one Lincoln last year, game seven, 14, and 25, it's the same thing. He is competing every single shot. Anytime that puck is in the zone, he's ready. He, he wants to stop the puck. He wants to win those games. I saw his season end in overtime, and, I mean, he was – he was heartbroken. Like you could just feel it. You know what I mean? And when that, when you just watch and learn, see, see these players, like guys that even watched that game and they watch him and they saw his emotions and how he competes. Uh, he's an extremely athletic. I mean, he makes high highlight reel saves on a, on a game basis just because his lateral movement, his athleticism, his power, uh, his tracking of the puck, it's consistent. So when you meet okay, so him, let me, I mean, he, he's special. He's a special let, person. Let me tell you this. I saw him for the first time in the under-18s in Frisco um, mm -hmm. a year and a half ago, and he was thrown into what I thought was just an unbelievably difficult situation. And he went out there, and just from what I saw from press row, if you will, um, which actually was the first row right on the glass. <laughs> was was kind of cool because of COVID. But anyway, um, <laughs> when when I saw him go into that game, uh, and he looked as confident as if he was starting it, right? And if yeah, he was starting yeah. a championship game. And I thought right away, I'm going like, this kid is special. And and I mentioned it to anybody that would listen to me, which right now isn't many people. But anyway, <laughs> I just thought he was special. So uh, I really think he got a good one right there, and I'm looking forward to meeting him and, and seeing him in action uh, with the uh, CC on his jersey. Okay, before Paul come, jumps in with another question, I got to ask you your thoughts on um, your rivals and your alumni. Um, I thought, Peter, about this time last year, I saw Coach Carl and I saw DU for the first time, and I told everybody again that would listen to me, I said, this team is different. They've got a chip on their shoulder. They're bonding in the middle of summer. They're preparing. They could go all the way. They could win this thing. Yeah. And lo and behold, they did. And I just want to know your thoughts. And I know it's hard for you now being in the role you're in, but being an alum, it had to kind of give you a good feeling as well, right? Yeah. Uh, first of all, Scott, write down Detroit Ham and Corned Beef Company. It's right around the corner from the Plymouth <laughs> Ice Arena. Outstanding, okay. outstanding sandwiches and soup. It's Detroit okay. Ham and Corned Beef Company. Um, down. Yeah. You know, they were the best team in the nation. When we played them, we were like, oh, my God, this is a train running us over. Like, they were – and I mean, sorry to our team. Like, we knew it. I think everybody <laughs> knew it. Like, they were that good. They just offensively, their speed – um, they, they had pursuit, um, they had the depth, their decor was fantastic. Uh, a lot of kudos to the staff. They, they assembled something after missing a, a weird year, the year before they were young, you know, everybody, I mean, if you knew their roster the year before they were talented, 
but they kind of shaped it. They moved on and found some pieces and brought in some incredible talent to just beef up what was already taken a step from the year earlier. Your point made, they had a chip on their shoulder and oh my goodness, it was, you know, you learned a lot in those games and you're, you know, we, I'm familiar with the NCHC. You're like, yeah, that's, that's the top team in the NCHC, which is a national championship team. You know, it usually is right. The top two teams can win it. That was a special group. They had age, they had youth, they had depth everywhere and they, they had pursuit. Um, it was a kamikaze when you played against them. We like legitimately people asked me all year, I was like, Denver's going to win the championship. It had nothing to do with anything in the past with me. I, I, I would have said that if I played for, you know, played, played anywhere in the world, it, 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 they were that good. So kudos to them. They assembled an incredible staff. They steered them and the players played, they played when they needed to. Um, you know, you look at that Lowell game and the timely, the timely goals they had to tie that game up with one out of the air. And then, you know, it's just, that's when you win. It, it was, it replicated what I thought when we won our championship, we had the one off of uh, Yulansky's shin to beat Bemidji in the first game to get through, you know, if that doesn't happen, you don't win, but you find a way to win. And they did that. It was outstanding. So congrats to them. Um, but we're coming, we're excited to uh, test them here in the, in the future. So. Coach, okay. I got to get one more, Paul. I, I have to get this in because uh, <laughs> take being, your time. Being we got time Colorado, here, guys. Uh, we do. In Colorado, if I say um, Denver East Angels, Denver Uni- or University of Denver, and Colorado Avalanche, it, it is Colorado quickly becoming, if not the center of hockey, real close to it? And I'm a Minnesotan, Peter. You know that. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Through and yeah. through Minnesotan, but. Goodness gracious, I don't know that I've ever seen uh, a year like this. Well, geez, I mean, remember the old four or five year? We were both top three in the nation. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a lockout year, and I mean, we had we had great teams, and uh, Hobie Baker winner for CC. Then Denver had Carl the year after. I mean, it's there was a there was a time around that era too where it was pretty special, but uh, you know, and obviously the Avalanche were were unbelievable then too. Um, but the way things happened this year, yeah, that, I mean, it's cool to see Colorado say, hey, we got some talent here. There's some really good players, you know, and they're, they're, we, we have committed players. They have committed players from the state. Other teams in the country do. Um, big props to Colorado. It's showcasing the talent that it has. Um, the, the Avalanche are investing in incredible players. That, I mean, wow, I don't even need to go into that. And then, like we talked about with Denver and the high school stuff, I uh, got to give a shout out to uh, George Guazdecki, his Valor prep team. And they, they yeah. were, I mean, they, they're, they're incredible, right? Like since he's taken yeah. over, they're, they're in the championship. <laughs> uh, that's what George does. He builds and wins. Um, so yeah, it, it is really cool. Put the state on the map and they got the parade. I mean, all that stuff. Uh, it, it just excites the area. It promotes hockey. Um, we got the five nations tournament at our rink. I mean, there's just a lot to be really excited about, uh, in our state right now when it comes to, to hockey. Okay, right, Paul, so, go ahead. <laughs> all right. So first of all, um, I, I thought you guys probably played your, your, your best hockey at the end there against North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and I know the games didn't turn out the way you guys wanted them to, even though they could have. Uh, did did you see anything, uh, or, or the uh, you and your fellow coaches see anything that kind of was like, oh, the light went on, and now we know what we have to do to bring this to the next level in that locker room after well, those first, games? First of all, the Ray Christie goal should have counted. Do you guys agree or not? I mean, yes. I mean <laughs> yes. okay. Like I saw that and yeah, that, that, that's, that one's easy. Like I, I looked at Brad and I kind of laughed because when I was at UNO, the same thing happened. I'm like, well, we're at the Ralph. You guys got to get through. It's the way it goes. <laughs> I don't care. I'll, I'll fire shots all day at North Dakota. Uh, it's, I, uh, I, I've never done that. Right, yeah. Scott? I've never yeah, done exactly. that. Yeah, no. it's, it's absolutely incredible. And Fenton, I mean, I just was like, we were looking at each other. If you watch my expression, I'm cracking up on the bench and Stu and Mayo look like they saw a ghost staring at him, you know? And I'm like, no, this is, yeah, I just, 
I, I'd seen it before. I laughed at Brad. I'm like, this is what, but no, you, you, you do. We've talked about gamers this whole time when you stare, you know, your season on the line, like we did, we went to North Dakota. I mean, that's the top toughest place to play. You want to say top five or the toughest place to play in college hockey. It's, it's fantastic. You know, they've, they've built that tradition. Um, and our guys stared it in the face. We, we matched up well against North Dakota all year. We were tight with them. We competed with them. Um, and it, it was tough because we, we felt we could have got that, got one, you know what I mean? Got one, put it to three. Um, but our guys, they just showed, and we use the word resiliency. It's a big term for our group this past year because we knew what we were. That was our identity. We weren't going to give up. Um, and they showed that, I mean, we, you heard a lot of people talk about those games. Like you, you brought it up and that's a credit to our team. That's where you get the term buy-in is guys were like, we're doing this. We believe in each other. Here's our system. Let's just do the best we can and go to war. And they did, um, every, everybody Vern's all the way up. Uh, wow. It, it could have went any other way. It could have went either way. And that's all you could ask for, you know, and they were a really good team. They were what uh, tied with Denver for first in our conference for us to go and push. Brad had some complimentary words at the end, appreciative of that. Um, we just want to be on the other side of it sooner than later. It's, it, it's coming. We see it. Uh, guys that went through it, um, you know, they're coming back and they got chips on their shoulders. You know, they're going to be, they're going to be saying, Hey, we want to win these games. Now we want to put the crest to CC when that puck drops, you know, uh Oh, this, this is different. We're coming to win these games. We're not just going to win. We're just not going to compete and stick around in time over the next couple of years. You're, we're flipping the switch. That's the idea. Those are the types of guys you want. So those games, even, even though you lose, you build a belief factor, right? And those guys will come over being like, it was a one-goal game. Look who's coming now. We're, we're a year or two or three under our belt in this league. Uner, year five. He's ready and he's got a chip on his shoulder to come back and prove himself again. I mean, that's what we're excited about. So those were big games. Um, that team, they won. <laughs> they just found ways to win with injuries. So we battled hard, uh, but a big credit to our guys. That was kind of a, that was our accomplishment. Uh, even though we lost, there was a lot won in the room. And we'll see that in years to come, those games right there. Peter, let me ask you this. Uh, you mentioned it, and this will be the final one from me, is uh, Five Nations coming up. I'm coming down to see it. I think that's nice. also going to be great hockey. How, how much work are you having to do personally? <laughs> now, now, that you're, now that you're the only guy from Colorado College there, you and Jerry, that's it, right? <laughs> Jer- it, it go, he goes by Jerome. That's his real oh, Jerome. name. Let's, Excuse me. <laughs> let's get that correct. Jer- oh. Jer- Jerome Cross. Is a ace of a tennis player from back in the day, um, and yeah, I it's going to be all my hands on deck. Yeah, every, anything that's going on right now, it's uh, it's oh, it, it nothing nothing new. It's all good. It listen, it's easy. It's in our backyard. It's at our rink. I mean, we'll have some targets. We're going to have some great players in there. Um, yeah, it's um. It's going to be a lot of work, but Jerome's going to hopefully Jerome can step up and and maybe put some waters where they need to be and print print some papers. You know what I mean, stuff like that. So yeah, and just pass the word on to him that I will need a credential. Um, yeah, you just call me. Just call me. We'll, we'll get well, listen, you where you need to be. Listen, yeah, Scott, Pete's doing everything else. So I mean, <laughs> Peter, can I we just... just meet at the NCHC offices, pick out what we need, and then uh, go back over to the uh, Robeson? Listen, if you want if you want credentials, I want a podcast shirt and a hat. That's all I'm asking for. You got Something it. You got that eventually. Yep. Hey, yep. did I yep. ever give you summer skates? Because you need a pair of those too if you don't have them. <laughs> we no, I I don't. Um, but yeah, I'll take anything. I'll take anything you guys have. So all right. but no. Did you steal it, anything from Mayotte's locker while he's gone? Any, <laughs> no, no, steal it. No, not steal. <laughs> Collect. Collect. <laughs> anything he has. You know, I forced my way to get as well, so don't worry. Um, and the other I, thing I need to know that, that Stewie tells me too all the time is that has Mayak gained a pound yet since he's been there? Or? 
Oh, geez. I, that was one thing I think that scared Studer pro hockey was the fact of how much work we have to do. And, you know, there's no time to eat. And he's looking at me like, this is not healthy. I'm like, dude, you got to find a way, you know? And so, um, you know, he, he's hilarious. I'll, I remember we were at the state tournament and we were going to leave. I'll tell you a quick story. We were going to leave, um, there's the four games in a row and it was uh moorhead versus andover fourth game of the night now we had <laughs> we had cooper conway committed at the time and we were watching a couple particular players it was a big game okay and we had a flight that night to leave minnesota to meet the team in grand forks for the nchc tournament that you talked that you asked about so Stu had it ready ready to go and he's leaving so i'll trip the, i'll trip him nicely here but so we we're sitting there and we're watching the game and and they ran they delayed so he's going we're gonna miss that game and i looked at him i said Stu, we don't miss this game this is not how it works you know so he's he's looking at me going well we got our flight and i go we also can cancel that flight and and that's what we're gonna do so (laughs) we canceled the flight we i extended the rental car and we stayed and, and it was an incredible game. It went to overtime. I mean, you're talking, <laughs> you're talking, of course it did, right? Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he's, he's miserable. He's like, I in his mind, he's like pro hockey pro. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? And so we left at like 12 something. We were like, I, I looked at him finally. I said, we're not staying for the second overtime. I, I, we got what we needed to see, which was Gavin Lindbergh, uh, another commit. And we, and we got in the car and I mean, he, his head was, was down the whole way. I had nineties and eighties rock just blaring with sunflower seeds. And we got to North Dakota at like three thirty four in the morning. And we, 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 we got, we had close games. We coached them up. So it's, it's the way it goes. And back to your point, um, Mayo just, he, it's just like, he's a toothpick and Stu and I were like, we need to work out. We're struggling. We're tired. It's he's, he's in that head coaching role. He deserves it. It's a throne and he just metabolism. I give him credit. I wish I had 5% of what he did. It's unbelievable. I just, I went for a five mile walk with my wife and I, I think I gained five pounds. So I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it, yeah. Paul. You got All one right. final. One I, I have one more, uh, I, and this is a general hockey question. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even going to say I'm I'm going to agree with with what you tell me. Is this? But... Is this? I'll just say it to you first and foremost. Hixie has more hockey knowledge than Mike Fields. Um. Hixie. Okay, I'm sorry. I, we're shockingly sorry. we are shockingly going to get through a podcast where I don't ask an ASU question. I can do that if you'd like. But no, I actually, those, those are my guys. I'm, I'm good with that. I, they're, no. I'm so excited to go there this year. That's going to be a fun trip. Good for them. But uh, Hicks sees the brains of systems. Go ahead. Question. Well, you uh, that's, that's like I said, I mean, Scott, just remember, I'm not the one that brought ASU up in this podcast. <laughs> That's all I'm telling you. I know. Peter, just know that I'll have my black and gold pom-poms with me when I'm there. I like it. Um, (laughs) As I've watched hockey for a long time, I mean, um, you know, I grew up, I was a teenager. Oh, don't go back that far. Well, no, my point is (laughs) I've been, you know, uh, I've been watching hockey for most of my 57 years. 58 years? I can't keep track. Um, uh, as, as I watch goaltending today, I watch these guys and I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it, it seems to me like the puck gets into the zone, just goes over the blue line and the goalies automatically go down to their knees. And I don't understand why the, a, the goalies are giving up half the net and B, why do we, why do they have sticks? You're not using it. I, I don't understand. Wow, the... Peter, he left you on a big one. <laughs> um, I'll say this. Goaltending is at an incredible high. Um, for years there, when, when I was transitioning out of the game, you know, you had a lot of regulations on equipment, right? right. So they took, away, they took away the factor of, oh, they're big. You know, um, they took that out of the game too, right? right. They took out th- which everybody, some people miss, which the physicality, the fighting. 
it's all speed, it's skill, it's it's uh, the technical side of it. I mean, everybody wants to do skills camps and skill sessions because it's all about skill now. But that is truly where the game is at. Five foot something, a lot of those players are playing in the league. Goudreau's incredible. I mean, you see how the game has morphed up into what it is today. Right Now, because of that, the goaltending... It is at an all-time. I mean, you you see, Soros is incredible at what is he? I don't know what his height is, but he's one of the best goals. Um, but majority of what it is is they're they're incredibly great skaters. They're just talented. But I would say if you from what you're seeing from your eyes, there is probably because it's so fast. It's pushing goalies to to drop more. You know, they're feeling the speed. They're feeling the skill. The deception of the players around them—it's—it's it's making it harder. I, I backed up the goaltending because it is at an all-time high, but it's really hard on them because it's—it's it's a skilled open game. I mean, how many guys had a hundred points this year, right? Like, how many goals did Matthews have? Now, the last thing I'll say to you about the stick thing is when you watch, like I did this big project this summer with our forwards, mm-hmm. when you watch these NHL guys, Matthews, I mean, you name the top goal scorers, McDavid's, Barkov's, all the guys that score a ton of goals, they're not scoring over shoulders. It's over pads. It's five hole. McDavid loves five hole. He, he's, they're just blowing the minds of these goalies because they're cheating high, they're dropping, and it's over their pad. It's underneath their pad. It's on, It's incredible because... The skills is just, it's outstanding, you know, and that's at college, that's in the NHL, that's in junior hockey, you know, you're seeing it. So um, you're seeing goalies getting backed up a little bit because it's so darn good. I mean, Vasilevsky, the best goalie in the world, um, he looked out of sorts at times, right, in, the, in those playoffs. And yeah. it's just, it's it's what's coming at him. It's the, the type of game that's coming at him, transition, fast, speed, drop. And then, and then you have what you saw. So um, I hope that makes sense. Uh, but it's kind of where things are from what I see and where we're at. So I I understand it, but what, you know, and this will be the final comment because uh, it just, to me, it seems to me that the goalies are robbing themselves of their athleticism. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is times there's tendencies when they talk about like it, stuff that's attacked off the wall or let's say below the goal line and then they attack the net or off like below this uh below the dots and circles when they attack goalies will be down early and they're trying to get away from that you know where they attach on the post and they drop one knee and you see them down all the time that was a big tendency like for three four years uh, now you want them to get just off that post and have their feet underneath them and hold their feet as long as they can. So you do see a lot of those tough tendencies because they're just confident. They're, they're more comfortable dropping early because it's so fast. They're like, well, if I can seal the bottom part of the ice, I'll force them to shoot above me. And that that's a tendency in goaltending that I think is kind of transitioning you know, where you see these smaller guys that hold their feet, they stay on their feet and they're trying to longer, but it's hard. It's, it, it, there's a little bit of a, um, a tweener situation for goaltending right now that they're, they're trying to figure out. So it's a good point brought up by you. Uh, you you're watching something. That's for sure. <laughs> Thanks, <George. laughs> uh, Peter, Peter, I blame it all on Kale McCarr. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, Touche. Wow. Stuff College player. I've never seen before. Yep. Yep. Goodness gracious. All right. Thanks for spending some time, especially on short notice. Thanks, Jerome, for, for, for getting you. And uh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks down there for the Five Nations. Yeah. Let me know. We should do like a live podcast at one of those games. Yeah. Yes. You, know, you we'll, got we'll it, get, my man. Any, anytime. We'll get, we'll get Jerome. We'll get Jerome on. We'll get Jerome on and talk about his tennis days. But uh, nice. <laughs> He, he, he owes me a six pack of something for this late notice. I'm just throwing that out there. So nice. <laughs> no, I'll pre- take care I, of a six pack too, my friend. <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I really do. It's always enjoyable. And what you guys do is great. And we appreciate the support. So, all right. Nice, we'll coach. see you uh, in a couple of weeks. That's Peter Menino, the uh, assistant coach, the only guy left standing at Colorado college right now. He's on an Island in the middle of Colorado Springs. <laughs>
Peter, thanks so much. We'll be back in about three minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom bill kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live, our Tuesday night staple. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Kansas City, Missouri. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, every time we have Peter on, it's it, it's just a blast. I mean, we could go on for hours with him. He's so knowledgeable, so much fun, and uh, so well-spoken. Jeez, uh, it went right to his head now. <laughs> wow. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, they, they, it's, not like there's no, it's not like there isn't anybody on this podcast where stuff doesn't go to their heads. So, um, well, You don't need to brag. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely I'm the one that I'm talking about here for sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, good stuff. Uh, holding down the fort at Colorado College. Just your thoughts, if you could, quickly on uh, what you heard from Peter tonight. Well, you know, I, I like the fact that, uh, first of all, uh, it's it's good to have some of the assistant coaches on. Not every program allows that to happen. Um, and you get a different perspective because it's not that the head coaches haven't done what the assistant coaches do, but they're kind of out of that realm now. And, 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 and the job descriptions change so much from year to year. Um, it has not gotten easier in the NCAA. It's gotten much harder. 
Um, you know, they, they were able to join the arms race with the new building. And we didn't even get a chance to, to you know, to, to ask uh, the difference in the doors going into last year and going into this year that have been opened because of Ed Robeson. Right? We didn't even get a chance to ask that, but we get good information and insight um, because, let's face it, I, you know, it's not like we, we don't have games to break down right now. So you want to know what's going through the head of the coaches. And the more people you speak to, the, the, the more points of view you get, you get better educated. And we definitely got some of that tonight. You know what I love best about Peter? <laughs> I said, um, give me your thoughts on, on how proud you are of the two Tigers. He goes, you mean there should be three Tigers? <laughs> he was well, all over listen, it. He was all over it right now. They missed one. <laughs> good for him. No, it, good for him. He's got it right. He stands up for his guys. I love it. Uh, yep. It's going to be great to see the Five Nations uh, tournament down there. Uh, no doubt in my mind that they'll put on a great show. And uh, I'm sure he's loving the fact that he gets to be up close and personal with those uh, 15, 16, 17-year-old or whatever they are um, because they're coming down the pipeline. I mean, how many people did he mention tonight alone that he he's known for years right. um, that are now and, Tigers or whatever? And And let's face it it's not out of the realm of possibility it's that one of these players is like, wow, I love this building. I'm coming here to play. Oh, of course. Of course. That's why you, that's part of the reason why you do it. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a free recruiting trip. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? So, okay. Good well, uh, I will be up bright and early and headed to uh, Plymouth, Michigan. I will give yeah, you some yeah. live reports uh, coming on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning before I depart for, I hope, St. Louis. I understand they had some torrential flooding there, and I got to check in with Coach Zombo and make sure everything's okay there because they had people stranded, Paul, all over. It's some of the, the, the worst flooding in the history of St. Louis yesterday and the day before. Um, okay, I, I haven't exactly... I, I usually don't pay attention to the Missouri weather, but well, I, I happened I'm to sure. see it on the news tonight. That's what caught well, my yeah, eye I'm on sure. it, and they were I'm showing sure. the flooding, and they were saying like, "This is supposed to be a street, but it's now currently a lake." And I'm going. Uh, I have been cow. there. Yeah, cars underwater and people standing on top of cars to get rescued. It yeah. was, it was not good. Nope, nope, not at all. So okay, but, uh, take it away, my friend. All right, from the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, you take the time to fit the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. Liberty University. Hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu and by mdrive go to mdriveformen.com to see which mdrive formula is for you college hockey west live presented by behind the mask and all of the ice time hockey west.com podcasts are live on the podbean app and available for download at the itunes store google play store podbean spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app ask alexa to turn on your ithsw podcasts behind the masks college hockey west live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done as usual, my friend. We will say good night. 
uh, with a little Roger Klein and Peacemakers De Niro. But first, we must thank Peter Menino and, of course, uh, Jerry Cross for, for hooking things up on short notice today. I always appreciate folks down at Colorado College and Colorado Springs for what they do for us, and uh, we will definitely return the favor. Good night, everybody. Good night.